Welcome to Covered Season 2. Get ready for an amazing set of interviews with business strategists, insurance experts, and wellness professionals in Montana, Idaho, and Wyoming. The focus this season is to help growing companies build a healthy and safe work environment. We'll cover pressing questions like, what exactly does it cost for a new business to provide health insurance to a team? And if you're a benefits consultant, why is Mountain Health Co-op a first choice for so many businesses in the Rocky Mountain West? If you're ready to take ownership of your business and your benefits knowledge, this is the season for you. We are back with season two, and in this first episode, we talk with Tim Garden, benefits consultant at Payne West. Tim joins us in studio, while of course sitting six feet apart, with over 25 years of health insurance and healthcare experience to bring to the table. An expert in all things small group, which means two to 50 employees, we talk with him about insurance, the first step for a business owner to take, and what questions to ask your agent. Health insurance is critical to keeping employees happy, healthy, and secure in a time with a lot of uncertainty. According to Tim, this industry is complex for employers and employees. He wants to make sure individuals have a sense of what is expected from them, as well as what is expected of the carrier. Let's jump into the episode. Here we are, season two, episode one of Covered the Podcast. Tim Garden, thank you so much for, be, for being here with us. Uh, Tim, you have a wealth of experience in Montana health insurance, specifically with Payne West as a benefits health insurance consultant. Can you uh, enlighten our viewers and just give yourself a quick intro for us? Uh, yeah. Um, again, my name's Tim Garden. I've been with Payne West Insurance for 15 years as a, a benefits broker. Uh, prior to that, I had worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield in their marketing department, working on individual small group and, and Medicare sales. So I've got just about 25 years worth of healthcare experience in my head. That's a wealth of experience that we're hoping to uh, tap into today. So Tim, our season two is really focused on group coverage, specifically for business owners who are getting started, who are currently you know, employing or insuring their employees, but wondering, you know, what is the most important next step for us? Um, so with that in mind, can you walk through, maybe if I'm in my very first uh, first steps as a business owner, and I'm bringing on my very first employee. What are some important things for that employee to think about, or that that business owner to think about? So, when we're when I'm talking with a new business owner that's looking to implement healthcare coverage, um, first and foremost, we've got to find plans that meet a couple of requirements. Um, one of them, probably the biggest one, is going to be budget budgetary when it comes to the business, because if it's not affordable, uh, the business owner isn't gonna purchase it. So what my intention is, or what my goal is going to be, is to talk with the business owners about how a, how a plan's put together. With the Affordable Care Act, which has been in place since, um, really since 2014, for small businesses, um, premiums are already, uh, filed with the state of Montana. So there's there's no real underwriting anymore when it comes to small groups. There, you're looking at uh, zip codes of the business and primarily the ages of the employees. So as we talk with business owners about that, we're, we're talking about what carriers we have in place. But I've always looked at healthcare as a triangle. 
um, you've got three points to that triangle. Well, one of them is going to be you, the employer and your employees. Two is going to be the carrier that you've got that you're going to use. Mm -hmm. And then three, access to the network of providers that's available to you. Um, without three of those, all three of those, then a health care plan may not work very well for somebody because um, if you've got somebody that lives in an area, a rural area, that's, that doesn't have access to a, a network provider for that carrier, well, it can, it can get to be pretty expensive for an employee. So um, as, we, as we talk about that with employers, you know, we're coming up with um, different scenarios, and then we're sitting and we're talking about what the responsibilities that the employer has to the employee. Makes sense to me. Um, and so the very first step that somebody might take, is that reach out to? That would be, you know, to reach out to somebody like me and we'd sit down and, and we'd have a conversation like that we have here. Because um, we want to know about what your, what your business is, what you do, what your goals are. Um, because you've, you've got some businesses out there that, um, well, their, their impact in the community is, is big. So they may be bringing on um, lots of employees over a short period of time. Well, that's going to transition because you're going to go from possibly a group of, might, of five people and you might be up to 50 in 12 months. Well, now what we've got is we've got, um, there's some scenarios that we've got to run through because what we want to make sure of is that the employer stays in compliance um, with the Affordable Care Act, um, if they're eligible for COBRA, when they become eligible for COBRA, FMLA, and then as you get into that large group market, um, now you've got um, the employer mandate when it mm. comes to healthcare. Which so, is, what is that mandate? So the employer- If you have over 50 employees, is that right? Yeah, so if you have, yeah. if you have more than 50 full-time equivalents. Mm -hmm. So there's a formula that the government uses when it comes to calculating the number of full-time equivalents that you have. And so if you have more than 50 full-time equivalents over a 12-month period, for example, you most likely are going to be considered a large group. And so now the employer uh, mandates in place where you've got to have coverage that meets the essential requirement but also is affordable to the employee. In the small group market, that doesn't, ma that doesn't matter. And the small group market is going to be from two eligible two eligible employees to 50. <clears throat> so in that marketplace the employer still has some control over over their health plan. Uh, they control their eligibility which generally is going to be done by work hours. Your work hours will be anywhere between 20 and 40 hours. <clears throat> Probationary periods for for new employees. The Affordable Care Act has put a limit on that. So the maximum probationary period that you can have for new employees is going to be 90 days. So after 90 days, an eligible employee has to be offered that coverage, and they, then the employee determines whether they're going to enroll or waive the coverage. Got it. Is what will happen. Um, and so some businesses might choose not to insure their employees at all. Correct. If you have under 50. If you have under 50, that is, and that is correct. You know, and one of the things that you might talk with employers about is how health insurance, you know, if you want, if you're, a, if you're a business owner and you want to recruit the top talent, the, you know, the, the 18 players, health insurance seems like a pretty key piece in that puzzle. Well, it is because it's, it's part of your all over benefit package. You know, you still have, you still have a salary that you're going to be paying somebody. 
But what I see, even in the small group market, is you've got people that are going to look for what type of benefits do they offer, um, but also what the contribution is towards that employee. Um, in the, with healthcare coverage, the, in the small group market in, anyway, the employer is responsible for the employee. Okay, that's, that's all the carrier is going to look at. Um, I do have some clients of mine that do pay for dependent coverage as well. That's sort of far and few between. But with the employer having a responsibility of the employee, as we talked about earlier, budgetary item, you know, we got to come up with a contribution strategy when it comes um, to what they want to offer the employees and the type of package and benefits that they, they want to provide. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's going to vary from employer to employer. You know, not one mold fits everybody and stuff. So we have, we have some employers that pay a percentage and we have some employers that pay a flat dollar amount. So it's just going to be what, what fits that, what fits that need, need for the employer. If someone is starting a business they, and they're thinking about bringing on their first employee, you mentioned two employees. Can they, empl can they insure themselves and their first employee? And does that count as two? It, it does. Now, one of the things that is happening now that's sort of been implemented over the last 12 months. With April 2020 for our, <laughs> for our future <laughs> listeners. Yep. For, uh, for the carriers is, and most, most groups are going to, or most carriers are going to ask this of groups, but they're going to ask um, how many owners or partners are there? And is there a, what you could say, a non-common employee? So what, what, what carriers are, are trying to avoid is where you've got two partners that want to be insured and that's it. That's not going to happen anymore. So you're going to have to have a non-common employer mm -hmm. that's not an owner, is not a, not a family member, but is either a salaried or a hourly employee because the carrier is going to be pretty specific with that. So, for example, if you, I, you, know, you and I own this business here, mm -hmm together, well, we'd have to hire somebody else that's not part of our ownership for us to get a, to get a small group going. Okay. So in a case like that, yeah, um, then we've got an owner and an employee that would be considered a small group. Yeah, that's good to know. Certainly a lot of uh, questions as you're starting a business, you know, okay, when does it make sense for us to offer health insurance and can we afford it? So mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. And I know this is a tough question and kind of puts you on the spot. But if I were making a business plan for the next five years and I said, okay, I'll have five employees, you know, ranging in age ranges, obviously, but on average, what should I budget for health insurance for each of those employees or for, on average for, for each of those employees? Okay, well, let's pull out the crystal ball here. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can sort of get an idea with that from um, – from the carriers with the rating sheets that they give out because that's something that we have that we would have access to. So if you're looking at an average age of 30, for example, well, you might think about budgeting anywhere between 350 and maybe $400 per employee for that type of benefit package. But there's more that goes into that because mm -hmm. now in the small, with the small group market, you can offer multiple health plans. So you can offer um, some carriers will let you offer three plans, some will off, let you offer four. So when we're looking at those plans, we want to make sure that we got a good mixture for your portfolio. 
And then you can determine based on um, the health plans and the rates that you've got, which one do you want to have a base yeah. plan and the others to be a buy-up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we look at, when we look at premiums, because that's a question I get a lot, just, well, what do you think it's going to cost? Yeah. Okay. Well, and you're like, okay, uh, how much time do you have? How long is this podcast? Yeah. What yeah. algorithm can we use here? Right. But, um, you know, you're looking, you know, healthcare costs, you know, they're going to increase. I mean, what we've got is we've got um, a population that's getting older, mm-hmm. okay, using more medical services. You've got um, treatments that, whether they're by medication or by surgery, that, you know, people are living much, much longer. So, you know, we're, we're taking, um, we're taking healthcare sort of a, a next level with this. So that's all got to come out of somewhere. And so yeah. you've got, you've got carriers that are, um, most of the part are, are, are footing the bill with that. So you've got to mm-hmm. be, so when you're looking at that healthcare, when you're looking at that healthcare coverage, you know, you're, you're just sort of thinking about what type of plans should you offer? Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, with, with my experience, we can talk about traditional PPO plans or plans that are eligible for health savings accounts mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause there's some financial tools that you've got available to you that you can build your package around that can be really attractive. Cool. Um, small business owners, I'm sure, you know, the, the questions are many, but dental and vision and life, is that something that they would talk to an insurance agent about? Is that something they are kind of, uh, set to fend for themselves and figure out how does that, how does that work with the agent business owner relationship? So, so the dental covered, so the dental vision life, those are ancillary coverages that we could still run through the business and those, and those are important aspects as well. Um, you know, it seems like more people will go to a dentist before they'll go to a doctor because with, when you have, when you've got an issue wrong with your tooth and it hurts, you want relief. So, so the dental plans that are out there, there are a number of carriers that provide um, very, you know, they, they provide good dental benefits. Unfortunately, it's not like what it is with a medical plan to where you have, you know, sort of an, an unlimited lifetime maximum with this. A lot of dental plans have cap limits to yeah. the services that they provide. Um, your vision coverage is important as well. There's a lot of, serv- you know, there's, when you go in and you have a routine eye exam, well, you, whether it's through an optometrist or ophthalmologist, those guys are trained to determine, you know, whether you've got um, some other ailment based on maybe the, you know, the, the pressures that's in your eye. Maybe they see something that they can refer you back to um, your physician with. Um, personally, I'm a type 2 diabetic, so, you know, I end up seeing a, an ophthalmologist at least once a year mm. because I go through the diabetic tests as well when we talk about, uh, when we talk to our uh, our vision provider about that. And then with your, with your life insurance, um, your, the group term life insurance generally is pretty inexpensive. Um, and I think that's a valuable benefit because it's not, you know, it's, it's not more or less for the employee, but it's for the employee's family because, um, if something happens to that employee, you know, the employer doesn't know whether they have life insurance or, or what. So, those bills will still come due. Yeah. And so having that group life, group term life coverage has always been a great aspect of that. Um, you know, and we've got various carriers that will, that will do that too. seems like life insurance is just a nice peace of mind for folks to have that, 
okay, if something does happen, at least that part of the world is covered. My family or mm-hmm. you know whoever, my bills will be covered for an extended period of time. That's you're you're exactly right. You know whether you buy it, you know whether you got it's offered through your employer or you go and you purchase it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's it's a wise investment. Yeah. You know. Um, the one other thing that I, I throw out at you at this time too is going to be with since we're talking about some of these ancillary coverages is you've got um, there's accident plans that are out there and critical care plans. Some of these accident plans can be really beneficial because especially if you're an employer with young employees. Young employees generally think that they're invincible, but they're the ones that have hobbies that are um, maybe high, high risk. risk. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so we've been able to do this and it's for some of the clients we have, we've been able to put together higher deductible health plans, but on the back end, um, put in an accident plan for those folks because they are healthy. And so they're not going to see a physician very often, um, if any, maybe for their preventative or wellness exams, but they're not going to see a physician on a routine basis. But the one thing that they're, that they're not anticipating is walking out that door, tripping on the curb and, and breaking an arm. Mm-hmm. Well, now, once that's happened, well, that's a claim that a healthcare plan is going to pay for. But the question I would have is, now, do you have the reserves for that? And that's where some of these ancillary coverages like accident plans can come into place because they can help an employee pay for those services. I see. Yeah, those are things that having an agent on your side is certainly the way to go. Oh, it is. It, you know, we, you know, we do our best to to make sure that um, we can limit as much exposure as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, the one question I've gotten lately, um, especially with um, the COVID pandemic that we have in place, yeah. is short-term disability plans, and with a short-term disability plan it's a plan that's gonna actually pay you a paycheck. And so with that disability plan, if you are diagnosed or you're, you've had surgery, for example, and you're gonna be off for um, four or five weeks, well, that's where a disability plan's gonna come into, come into play because you may not have enough um, paid time off earned or sick leave to where you still have bills coming in. Well, that's where these short-term disability plans can come in and they, they're not going to make you whole, but they're going to give you a, a, a bit of a buffer. Maybe they'll give you, yeah. Generally those mostly are anywhere between 60 and 60% of your paycheck that you're going to receive, mm-hmm. you know, and then they're going to work with you to make sure that you can get back to work, um, in a reasonable amount of time Yeah, and stuff. So that matters. It does. You know, so when it comes to, when it comes to healthcare, you know, you We've talked about healthcare coverage, but there's all these little things that sort of come right behind it because we always look at healthcare as, you know, as this is the largest thing, and it is because it's it's you get you can get large claims yeah. going through there. But when you've got some of these other coverages in place, they can they can um, make or break a small business with re- re- retaining employees. Tim, can you talk to us a little bit about uh, from the small business or the business owner's perspective? When they're presented with all of these plans, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. And, you know, not treating health insurance like a commodity, like, oh, well, which one is the lowest? And I'll just go with that one. Um, this is a podcast for the Mountain Health Co-op. And, you know, we feel like there's a lot of benefits that come from being member-owned. 
uh, that it, it is a, you know, a not-for-profit healthcare. Um, how do you communicate specifically when people ask you about, well, what, what is the co-op all about? What are some things that you, you let business owners know about Mountain Health Co-op? Well, so generally what we're, we're going to talk about is the factors that, um, you know, the, one, they're, they're a locally owned company out of Helena, which mm-hmm. works out really, really well. Um, and the experience that they have, it, in, in healthcare, it's, it's funny because a lot of the folks that I work with at Blue Cross Blue Shield, you know, um, 10 or 15, 20 years ago, you know, they've moved over to other carriers, including the co-op. So those relationships are, are still there, which from my perspective is, is very, very good because it's, I've got somebody that's knowledgeable. Um, they understand what I do. I understand what they do. Um, they understand Montanans. They do. Yeah. You know, and, and it, you know, a big factor of any healthcare is going to be, it's really, it's, it's going to be customer satisfaction, you know, and it's going to be what I do for the clients that I have, but as well as what the carriers do for their clients. I think the co-op um, has that. They've got, you know, very, very good customer service. Um, and when we talk about, when, we, when we're presenting um, those types of plans, you know, it, it's like I said, it goes back to what we talk about um, with that triangle with every carrier because you have pros and cons of everything mm-hmm. um, because you don't want it to be a commodity product. But generally in the small group market, it is. Yeah. And it's because, you know, there's, there's, um, Everybody's looking at pricing, but it's yeah. looking at the intangibles that are going to be that are going to be um, going to be big, because the last thing an employer wants to do is spend, you know, any part of their day having to deal with healthcare questions or health or, or issues with their health plan, and and not get anywhere, you yeah. know, and and that's where we come into play too, because we try to alleviate that, but there are employers out there that, you know, they've. They, they like to keep control of that, and so they're making these phone calls. And so uh, from that perspective, you know, that's going to be a huge aspect is how well the, the customer is treated by, by any carrier. But, excuse me, the, the co-op, the customer service part of that is going to be is, is very, very good. Yeah. It seems, too, that, you know, if you can have a health insurance for your team that helps them feel safe, secure like okay that part of my world is covered i can focus more of my part of the world on helping this team grow and helping the company you know and 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 focusing on family and without having to sort of stress or escape brain capacity into oh man i hope i don't get hurt because our health coverage is like teetering on the edge of you know a ten thousand dollar deductible every time so i think that peace of mind is really important for a team to function at its sort of highest and Mm -hmm. highest level it is you know, from an, you know, and this goes back to an employer's perspective is, um, you know, the employer makes the final decision, but I think you want to have some key employees involved when you're developing or coming up with a strategy for the type of healthcare plan that you want, because Mm -hmm. the needs of your employees are all going to be different. And that's where the flexibility of having different health plans to me is, is important because like I said, you've got young folks that, um, may look at the lowest, the cheapest plan possible, but then you're going to have um, guys like me who, you know, they're 50 years old and in good shape, but I'm looking at that going, okay, you know, I, I can see what, I don't want an extremely high deductible, um, even though I do consider myself um, very healthy, I want to keep, I want to limit my exposure, 
mm-hmm. you know, but I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to pay more premium for that as well, you know, and the point being is um, you really just, you want to make sure that the health plan that you, that you're going to put in place for your employees fits everybody's needs, not just, not just the owner or not just one or two employees, but everybody that's there. Yeah. Um, that's just such a great point about you know, making, giving your employees a voice in the, in the choice and letting them say, Hey, here's our options. Here's some of the costs. Let's, let's walk through this because mm-hmm. it is a decision and it's a hard decision for everyone to make. Yeah. Um, Tim, we're, we're closing in on our final segment where we ask a couple questions that we try to ask every guest. Uh, first and foremost, what do you think is the one piece of advice that you would give to, uh, an, an employer who's looking for the very first time to get started with health insurance? Um, I guess the, the one thing I would tell, I guess the one thing I would tell an employer is, um, not just to focus on, on your bottom line with this. Um, you know, you want to have a benefits broker that's going to work with you and walk through you, walk through you or walk, um, walk you through this Yeah. to a point that, you know, he, you're getting really good sound advice with this because if there's, I've, I've run into some situations where I didn't agree with what an owner, the type of plans or what they were going to do, though they could, you know, they, they had every right to do that. And I, and, you know, we've sort of stepped back from that. Um, but, you know, listen to, listen to the consultant that you've got, you know, and coming up with the type of health plan that you, that you want to have in, that you want to have in place. That's going to be, that's going to be key. Um, because so many, I, even now you've got, um, employers that will go out and they will try to find coverage on their own and they just get, you're, now you're just bombarded with everything and you just, now you are, it's a sink or swim feeling and you're going to sink. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's the guidance that's out, that's out there and that's, and that's exactly what we're designed to do is I've got the experience and knowledge in my head that I'm, we we're going to put you down the right path. Yeah, I should add that Tim helped our team here at Pintler Group figure all of this out um, when we're working with the co-op, and we ended up switching to uh, the Mountain Health Co-op, and the experience so far has been really great uh, with them. And um, and certainly I, I feel like we leaned on you pretty heavily and said, you know, we don't know the answer to this question. What what do you see? What are What would you recommend here? And you were able to provide some really insightful and without saying, oh, you need to do this. And here's why, because it's a little more expensive. But it, it, it always felt really genuine. So thank you oh, you're um, very, for you're, all of that. You're welcome. And that's, a, you know, like I said, that's, you know, you've got the questions you have um, that you've had for me when we were, when we were looking at um, switching the coverages and so forth. And some of the questions you had your own, um, I've got from your employees. Yeah, this is, this is how this is going to work. This is, this is what you need to do. Um, and even with the employees, you know, um, we've, at least with my team at Payne West, and I know all of our other teams at Payne West do the same, pretty much do the same thing, but you have access to us um, for any type, you know, for the questions that you have. You know, if I don't know the answer, then we'll find, you know, we'll go to the carrier and we'll find out because cool. we'll, we'll talk the language right. um, of, of insurance, which can be yeah, which can feel like a foreign language. So exactly. if you're if you're an employer out there and you're still scratching your head and you're thinking, ah, oh, this still sounds really complicated, uh, Tim, how can how can someone get a hold of you? Where where can we find you? Well, um, so I 
I can be reached at Payne West Insurance here in Missoula. Um, cool. We'll put some info in the show notes. Okay. Contact info if that if that works. Yep. Um, uh, and I'm I have no problem answering questions for folks. I mean that's totally one of the you know that's I consider that one of the aspects of what I do, regardless if it's a client of mine or not. Um, I some of the folks I play golf with, for example, they'll throw random questions at me like yep. that as well, and you know, and it's just stuff that I've got inside my head. That yeah, you know, you know, I'll give you a a, a good honest answer on cool. something like that. Questions about health insurance, group coverage, Mountain Health Co-op. Tim is a great resource for all things small group, large group, medium group, all of it. So get in touch with him. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. This has been really amazing. I think a lot of business owners, large and small, are going to find tremendous value from this talk. So thank you. Ah, thank you for having me.